What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of the DFS Dose podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared. On today's show, we are going to go position by position and break down the Week 5 DraftKings main slate, covering all of the best plays for both cash games and GPPs. We'll also talk general strategy as we do every Thursday and close out the show with our favorite low-owned stacks with tournament-winning potential. But before we do any of that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose, and then you can go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We'll be going live at noon Eastern every Sunday, right before uh, the main slate opens. So you can go ahead and follow us on there at the DFS Dose, and then also you could subscribe to us on iTunes if you're not already subscribed. Um, before we get Dose. into our position by position breakdown. Uh, what are you guys thinking? Just like general thoughts on this slate. It's a pretty interesting slate. We've got two of the four uh, highest total games off of the main slate. One is on Thursday with the Patriots facing the Colts, and we've also got the Saints and Redskins on Monday Night Football. So we've got quite a bit of uh, our regular explosive plays off the main slate. Just just like something off topic real quick. Are you guys playing the showdown slate tomorrow? Um, I mean, yeah, I'll probably throw, you know, one GPP lineup in. I usually do for the showdowns. Put, put my boy Edelman in the captain spot. You heard it here first. Edelman coming, but first game back. <laughs> I like Naheem Hines a lot. First game back. He He's probably really cheap. I haven't really looked at the, yeah, the showdown Yeah, but 11 prices. targets and Jack Doyle um, and yeah. T.Y. Hilton have both already been You know who's going to win the win a GPP tomorrow? Mm-hmm. My son, um... Pascal. Yeah, I, I like him tomorrow too, Jared. Hmm, interesting. He's gonna snap. He got like ten targets. Him, him or Rogers. Six and a touchdown. Him or Chester Rogers for me. Either one could could be a yeah. slate swinger tomorrow. Yeah, Chester Rogers had eleven times, but that was also sixty-two throws by Luck, yeah. which won't happen again. So yeah, they're gonna get locked up tomorrow. So I'm all on the Patriots. But, yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys that. So, just my main thoughts on the main slate. Um, It's looking like that the Steelers and Falcons game is going to be really chalk. And, you know, I just hope the chalk doesn't hit again. Because then we're going to see another cash line around 200 points. And, you know, you're going to have to basically just play all the chalk plays and not even put thought into your lineup i think it's going to be more difficult this week because i mean the typical lineup construction for cash this year has been to pay for those um lower end wide receivers but a lot of those guys have been priced up above 5k at this point so i mean there are some options under 5k at wide receiver if you want to go that route again for week five but i don't know if it's quite as strong as it has been uh the last two weeks with plays like Shepard, ridley and boyd those guys have all gotten priced up yeah i agree i mean but Baldwin, like Baldwin, is five k. You got Marvin Jones at forty seven hundred. Yeah, Marvin Jones is a that's cash. Player. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to both of those plays during our wide receiver breakdown. But let's start as we always do with quarterback. And Jared, I'll toss it to you. Who are you looking at for cash this week at quarterback? Okay, so I'm either looking at Matt Ryan at sixty six hundred, or I'm going all the way down to Stafford. At fifty seven hundred, the Packers defense is terrible, and Stafford's been chucking the ball this year. He's been averaging twenty points a game. Fifty seven hundred, I'll take that all day against a bad Packers secondary. And then 
Matt Ryan has just been money all year. So if I'm paying up, I actually might go to Ben Roethlisberger because the Falcons' defense has been a little worse than the Steelers, I feel like. But either of them are solid plays. But I really yeah, like Stafford. Yeah, and the Falcons are without uh, Grady Jarrett, so they just continue to lose pieces on that defense. The over-under is at 58 already. Steelers have a projected team total of 30.5 points. Um, I definitely like paying up for Big Ben this week. I think that that's pretty viable in cash. I mean, there are options. Like you said, Stafford, I think, is a good option. Uh, Matt Ryan's a good option. But, I mean, I don't see why you have to get away from from Big Ben this week. It's 6,900. I think there's more than enough room to pay up for him in cash if you want. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like, in cash, you kind of either got to have Big Ben or Matt Ryan. <laughs> you know, obviously, I like those plays because that – figures to be a high scoring game since the Steelers pass defense is abysmal the Falcons defense is also really bad you know I also like Carson Wentz for 5800 against the Vikings um the Vikings haven't been good on defense at all this season is that a is that a cash cash play for you or just more like GPP with mm, Wentz? you know I think I think once once his floor would would allow me to play him in cash but I would also play him in GPP Interesting. Yeah, just something on Stafford. Um, I think he's definitely a good play. Um, in his last three matchups with Green Bay, he has gone for over 300 yards passing. Uh, in those four games, he's thrown 10 touchdowns and two interceptions. So I think Stafford's a, a pretty good play if you want to pay down. He's at 5,700. And with Matt Ryan, um, there's some concerns in my in my opinion, even though the Falcons do have a high projected team total, 27.5, and that game should be a shootout. But Ryan's averaged three less points per game on the road over this season and last. And, um, yeah, I don't know. The, the last three games where he's blown up have all been at home. He's going on the road for the first time since week one. Um, it shouldn't be a problem, and their defense is so bad that they're just going to have to rack up points to even be competitive. So... I'm not too worried about it. The Steelers are also allowing the second most points per game to quarterback. They're literally averaging 0.01 less points than the Bucks are averaging, who are averaging the most points this year. So um, they're right up there as yeah. the worst team in the league against opposing quarterbacks yeah. right now. So, um, I mean, at 6,600, Matt Ryan is still uh, a great player. The Steelers are allowing 324 yards uh, passing per game, and the Falcons are allowing 296 passing yards per game. So that's that's bottom bottom six, bottom seven uh, defenses going at it, and it's going to be a shootout uh, without a doubt. Um, totally agree. Is there anybody else you guys are interested in besides uh, Ben Stafford and Matt Ryan? I mean, GPP, I love Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I, I was just gonna mention Kirk. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, yeah, Kirk. Kirk Cousins and Thielen mini stack. And Diggs, throw Diggs in there too. Honestly, if you want to get away, yeah, from this that could be a Atlanta week that game. works. Yeah, because Kirk Cousins threw um, fifty, threw fifty passes uh, last week, fifty-five the week before, forty-eight against the Packers in week two, and thirty-six in week one. As long as he's putting up those type of pass attempts. The points are just gonna are just gonna come in for six thousand. If you're getting somebody that potentially could throw the ball fifty times, 
I'll take that all day, honestly. So do you guys have any interest? The other names that uh, kind of jumped out to me, we've got Jared Goff facing Seattle. He's 6,500 this week. Um, that's another game with an over under a 50, um, 28.5 team total for the Rams. And uh, right above them, we have uh, the Chargers and Phillip Rivers, who is priced at 6,700 with another massive team total of 29.25. So um, both of those guys, I think, are in consideration if you want to I love pay Jared up. Goff this week, honestly. Just because the Rams, you know, are the best team in the NFL right now, and he's just been putting up consistent numbers. Um, 17 points week one, 22, 29, 42 this past uh, week against the Vikings. So as long as he's as long as he's doing that, he's in play every week. But I just want to mention one other quarterback for GPP, and that is the GOAT. Blake Bortles. I like that call. I was going to say it if you didn't. I mean, you have you have to consider him. He's at uh, 5,500 against the Chiefs, who have been getting torn up through the air. You know, Bortles has rushing upside, and they're going to have to pass. And they've shown that uh, they're not afraid to let Bortles throw it like they did in the Patriots game. Yeah, what do you like about Bortles this week? See, I don't think Bortles is that good of a quarterback, but like you mentioned, he does have rushing upside, and they're going to have to throw it. And the Chiefs' defense, or pass defense specifically, is allowing 343 passing yards per game, which is second worst in the NFL. Um, they're allowing two mm-hmm. passing touchdowns per game, and they're in the bottom half of DraftKings' points per game allowed. Yeah, um, week two he scored 36.54 on DraftKings against New England, and he put up 28 points uh, last week against the Jets. So he's proven that he can do it, especially in fantasy. Um, one more, I guess two more names I want to throw out. I mean, first, on the other side of the ball there, Patrick Mahomes facing Jacksonville. Do you think that you'll be able to get Mahomes uh, at low ownership for the first time this year? Yeah. Yeah. He should be. You're you're scared off by the Jacksonville defense? See, like, first, I'm not scared of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, there's way better options than to play Mahomes at 60, what is it, 6,200? Yeah, 62. Against the best defense in the league. Yeah, Kirk Cousins right below him. Even Andy Dalton, Stafford, Carson Wentz, good quarterbacks against terrible defenses rather than pay up for Mahomes. I mean, GPP, I guess. Yeah, they are at home. Could make them attractive. Doesn't mean but, anything. But like you mentioned on the last podcast, Ben, like the Jags are one of the only teams that has actually played some type of defense this year. So I want I want to go there. Especially yeah, not with Ramsey, Boye, all the goons on the defensive line. Yeah, heavy fade for me. Hmm. All right, and the other one that I thought was pretty interesting here, I mean, he hasn't been playing that well this year, but I mean, we've seen the ceiling several times um in fantasy and that's Russ Wilson who's all the way down at 5100. I mean, that might be the lowest he's ever been on DraftKings. So um, facing the Rams in a game they're going to have to score to stay competitive, I'm not sure. I mean, I think people could be overlooking Wilson because he's so low on the list and um, he's been struggling. But, I mean, he has the rushing upside. He has the upside to throw four touchdowns if, if he has to. Um, I'm interested in Wilson for GPP. That's this crazy. Week. You get, like, because – so, like, what are your guys' thoughts on Wilson? Top five, top ten? I think, yeah, NFL like NFL quarterback. I think he's being held down by a a bad like 
offensive I'm line saying, right now, a yeah, really yeah, bad yeah. offensive line. But I mean, he's a great at his player. best. I mean, Dude, yeah, top, top five. five. Top I, five. I would at agree. His best. So no doubt, it's hard to play him since the people around him are just so bad. Besides, like Doug Baldwin, but you're you're getting a top five quarterback at fifty one hundred. Like that shows value in it in its like own nature. You know. That's just crazy that he's that low. But Case Keenum is five hundred more. Joe Flacco's more. Baker Mayfield is more in his second yeah. NFL start. Like I just, I think you're getting value by playing Wilson. And if he's low owned on top of that, um, I'm definitely gonna have it's some just, interest. There's nobody around. Like, and they're going up against the Rams. I mean, a, de- a depleted Rams secondary yeah, at the moment, I mean, though. They still have Marcus Peters because he came back. He played on Thursday. But Marcus mm-hmm. Peters is a perfect corner to go against to win a GPP. Because he's either going to shut true. him down or he's giving up a couple bombs. That That is 100% true. Who's the Rams slot corner? Couldn't tell you. No, it's not Nikel Roby anymore. It is Roby. Roby. Yeah. Uh, Nikel Roby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Roby okay. Coleman. Right. Yeah, I was right. Nice. And so, yeah, nice. I mean, I think that that's a plus matchup. So we can move on to wide receiver unless you guys have any. Nah, let's here. roll it right into a Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin stack with them. That's 15K total, I think. Uh, less, actually. Is it 49? Uh, Lockett's 46. Oh, I thought it was 49. So it's 14.7. But, um, I mean, Lockett. I like him for GPPs, but to me, Doug Baldwin is the most mispriced player on this slate right now at 5K. Um, I mean, he got seven targets in his first game back. Uh, they're playing a depleted team, and even though the Rams are uh, good on defense right now, I mean, versus Roby Coleman in the slot, that's a plus matchup for Baldwin. Like I said, seven targets in his first game back from injury. I would expect that number to go up. They're going to have to be passing in this game to keep up. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I love Doug Baldwin. We've seen what he can do with uh, Wilson when they're right together. I completely agree. Uh, see, I was overlooking him, but you put me onto him. That's that's good value for five thousand, where he's he, where he probably will get, you know, around ten targets, if especially if they're if they're down and they're passing a lot. You know, they lost another tight end. They lost Disley for the year. I don't see who else they'd possibly throw to in the red zone. Um, you have to think that Doug Baldwin is probably the safest bet for a touchdown. Jared, what do you think about Baldwin this this week? I like him for GPPs. I honestly might like him for cash at, more than I look at it. Um, I think he scores a touchdown if he can stay on the field. I don't know if he's fully recovered yet. Actually, I don't think he's going to be fully recovered the whole season. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have to monitor, you know, his injury and make sure that he is okay. But in his first game back, he played 50 of 66 offensive snaps. That's about 75%. So um, you would only expect that to go up if he uh, doesn't suffer a setback. Yeah, that's good enough for me. <laughs> if he's on the field, I'll, t- I'll take it all day. For sure. So um, who else are you guys looking at? Who are your main uh, wide receiver plays this week? Juju's a lock. Yeah. 100%. Leading the NFL in red zone targets currently with 11. Uh, what do you guys like about Juju? He gets so many targets that, I mean, he had a down game with 10 points on uh, last week, and but that was still on 11 targets, and the Steelers honestly just played, they just played a bad game at home. I don't know, at home against a terrible secondary that's without Keanu O'Neill. I think they're still without Deion Jones at linebacker, right? Uh, Trufant's not having a good year. They're without Grady Jarrett. 
Ben should have all the time in the world, and Juju should just eat. Yeah, the only thing that the Falcons have been good at limiting is wide receiver ones. So, um, I mean, I'm not scared off of playing Antonio Brown, but to be able to get the wide receiver two in a better matchup, cheaper price, and uh, leading the league in red zone targets, I absolutely love Smith-Schuster at uh, 7,500. Not to mention, we all know that the Falcons are deficient when it comes to defending the pass-catching running backs, but... Um, James Conner's really not that player. He can do it, but it isn't like a skill set for him. So I think that some of those lower dot targets are going to go to Juju, and he's just so explosive that he could take one of those to the house easily, uh, no matter where they are on the I field. don't know, yo. James Conner might have a, a really good game. He's had 5-5-5 five, 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 and three catches the last couple weeks, the last four weeks. I don't know. I like him a lot, especially against a team that can't cover running backs. Even though, obviously, he's not that type of running back, like you said. But Big Ben will throw to Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be in consideration at 7,500 as a home favorite in a game with a 58-point total. I mean, you'd you'd have to be crazy. Yeah, he got seven um, targets last week. It's kind of a lot for a running back like him. That's fair. He's Um, a lock for me, honestly. Yeah, we'll... we'll... Interesting. Um, Are you going to be playing both of them? Juju and James Conner? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. Interesting. Because I like Marvin Jones a lot, so I could pay down. I like Marvin Jones and Stafford a lot, so I could pay down if I need to, to get both of them. So you like Marvin. Um, Any concerns with his target share going down to six targets each of the last two weeks? No, I'm just going off history, and he's been killing the Packers. So I'm going to just keep rolling with that. And he's a good receiver, and the Packers' secondary is bad. Straight bad. Mm-hmm. I like him and Galladay a lot. Kind of like Marvin Jones more. Um, I feel like they get him the targets that he's been lacking. Especially with his recent success against the Packers. He had like a 200-yard game against, 200-yard game against the Packers. Last two years ago? Um, yeah, that was, that was his uh, first year with the Lions, yeah. so yeah, two years ago. I don't know, 4700 with that potential that he has is, I don't know, I feel like that's too cheap. That's the same thing with Doug Baldwin, except Doug Baldwin's better. All right, uh, right in that range, I'm pretty interested in one of Keelan Cole or D.D. Westbrook. I'm not sure which one yet. Um so Keelan Cole is the more explosive player in my opinion. I think he has higher upside, but D.D. Westbrook has more air yards. He has more targets the last few weeks. He had 13 targets last week, nine receptions, um, his first 100-yard game. What do you guys think about um, the two Jacksonville wide receivers this week, and do you have a preference one way or the other, Joey? Uh, I love the Jacksonville receivers this week just because the matchup is incredible against the Chiefs. But if the weather is bad, like Jared mentioned, then I would probably be off of them. But, you know, weather doesn't really concern me that much. It'd have to be, like, extreme weather <clears throat> for me to get off them. But if I had to if I had to pick one, it would be Cole. Just like you mentioned, he's more explosive. I think he's the better wide receiver at this point. So it's always uh, a plus to ha- just have the better player, in my opinion. Um, who, who are you looking at as, as a main play for you this week? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I have a lot of... A lot of receivers I like this week. Um, I'll just start with the Rams receivers. Can't go wrong with playing any of them. Um, The Seahawks are deploying a secondary of, listen to this, Trey Flowers, Bradley McDougal, 
Yikes. Shaquille Griffin and Tedrick Thompson. They just lost Earl Thomas, who was ranked the best defensive player in the NFL up to week four. Yeah, didn't. If you didn't know that, now you do. He was he was ranked number one by uh, <laughs> Pro Football Focus. Just lost him. Deservedly so. I mean, yeah. he's been playing elite. Broke his leg. Um, You know, gave the bird to, to Pete Carroll. Uh, he's out of there. That was funny. <laughs> Not even going to lie. That was funny, but sad for him. Yeah, I mean, he held out. He came back to, you know, do what's best for the team. Like, he put his own ego aside, his own bank account aside, and then he just wounds up getting hurt and is out for the season. Like, it's just tragic. It is, and you totally understand at this point why Le'Veon Bell refuses yeah, it, to play. I mean, at a position like running back where injuries are so common, you know, you have to just, you know, give it up for him willing to sacrifice what he's sacrificing uh, to do that. Yo, speaking of Lev, he's so smart. <laughs> Coming back during the bye week, he paid. He could come back and just, you know, play a couple snaps here and there and let the money roll in. So I like I like Robert Woods a lot. I like Cooper Cup a lot. Uh, Brandon Cooks. All of those are great plays in my opinion. Then I'm also looking at, <clears throat> you know, in that mid-range, like 56, 5,500, I'm looking at John Brown. Um, you're basically getting a floor of 13 to 15 points, in my opinion, at 5,600. That's a cheap discount. You could plug and play him. Um, him and Flacco have a great connection. It's just he's just too cheap, in my opinion. Not to mention each of the last two weeks, John Brown and Flacco have been just yeah, off with literally. deep touchdowns. Um, like like it's been close to Brown having an even better season than he's already been having. So I mean, he's just got to connect on one of those, and and they're yeah, the they connected on one against the Steelers. Um, they've missed a couple, like you mentioned. That's just stuff that you would know if you watched the games. Um, doesn't show up in the stat book, but he could have had much larger days than what his box score suggests. So I love John Brown this week, 5,600 against the Browns. Um, I would also look right up, right above him to Tyler Boyd. Um, Tyler Eifert dislocated his ankle, so he's out. That takes away um, you know, another person in that offense. Joe Mixon should be coming back, so you know, obviously they're going to run the ball a little bit more, but... Tyler Boyd has been playing really well this year, and for 5,700, if you if he gets his like normal like eight to ten targets, you can't beat that for 5,700 in my opinion. Is Jones is Jones still out? Um, for the Dolphins, I, Shad Jones. Yeah, I mean, I think right. See, I would target I the receiver week. two in that game, which was Tyler Boyd, because howard yeah he will lock up aj um, Green. Howard is jones disgusting. is expected to play i mean jones that doesn't scare me off to too play. much because that's a safety so uh yeah it doesn't i mean still he's a good player still, but still i mean yeah and then just one other person that i want to mention just in that range while we're you know talking about or while i'm talking about it amari cooper yeah he's been pretty volatile that's volatile this season um you know Two points week one, 24 week two. Then he went back down to three in week three, 29 week four. You know, so if you're looking at it like that, that means he should score around like three points this week. But he has a good matchup against the Chargers. Derek Carr has been throwing the hell out of the ball this season. But did you uh, did you see Amari Cooper stats against Casey Hayward? Oh, no. Casey Hayward... Like in the average of the two weeks last year, he's 
He shadowed him 80% of the steps and 75% of the snaps, and he had, like, five catches total. Interesting. So he follows him into the slot, then. See. Yeah, he shadowed him in 80% of the steps and then 75% of the steps. And it was, it was something that, really like, then low. Jordy Nelson would also be in play for me because if you expect the Raiders to be behind, that means mm-hmm. Derek Carr's going to be throwing a lot. And over the f- first four weeks, he's been throwing a ton. Like, he had 40 tar- – or he had f- – not targets. He had 40 attempts – Week one, 32, 39, and he had 58 last week against the Browns. So if you're getting those kind of attempts, like I mentioned before, the receivers are going to benefit. That's pretty interesting. I hadn't really considered Jordy up to this point, but, I mean, he's had eight targets each of the last two weeks and a touchdown as well in each of the last two weeks. So, um, I mean, at 4,500, that's a pretty good discount that you're getting if you want to pay down for Jordy. And, I mean, he should be pretty low-owned as well. Yeah, um, especially if. Hayward, Shadows, Amari Cooper, but I still wouldn't be afraid to play Cooper in a plus matchup. One of the big questions I'm debating this week is whether to play Calvin Ridley or Sanu um, as a secondary option in the Atlanta passing game. So Sanu at 4K is a really good, cheap option, but the problem with Sanu is, like we talked about last week, it's just a new landscape with cash games, and Floor plays don't matter anymore. You have to have a player who has upside. So Sunu has limited upside. I mean, he had 15 points week uh, three and 20.1 points last week, going over 100 yards for the first time this season. But, I mean, he's only had one red zone target on the year compared to Ridley, who's had, I think, six. And Calvin Ridley is the, you know, clear best touchdown scorer in their receiving corps uh, in his you know just in his fifth game with the team so um it's interesting I think you know if this were last year I would be you know no question I'm playing Sanu in cash at 4k but I'm not sure anymore I'm not sure if he has the ceiling that you need um to to play in these cash games these days uh since you mentioned that do you want to um inform the listeners on on like the the stats through the first quarter of the season Yeah, um, so we did briefly talk last week about how the NFL is a changing landscape and points are being scored more than ever, and the numbers completely back that up. So the most points have been scored through the first four weeks uh, than ever before in NFL history. That number is 3,030 points in the first four weeks. The previous record uh, was set in 2002, and that number is over 300 points less. And there is also the most touchdowns in NFL history, although only uh, 12 more than was previously set in 2015. There's been 344 touchdowns through the first four weeks. And um, there's more passing touchdowns than ever before as well. So like we just talked about, you have to be willing to adjust. I don't think that simply 3Xing should be your goal anymore. Although, I mean, it's like a good thing to think about when considering a cash play. You just also have to consider ceiling. So that's a reason, for example, why I think Doug Baldwin is a great play in cash. Um, He has a ceiling as well as a floor. And that's what you have to be looking at in cash. So it might get me off of Sanu. Um, He'll be under consideration, but I'm I'm really not sure, Um, like like we said. Now in cash, you just have have to consider their ceiling as, you know, Last year, previous years, the ceiling would be in terms of GPP, but now that more points are being scored than and than ever, you have to consider the ceiling. And like you said, I just don't know if Sanu has that ceiling, honestly. So um, let's talk about a couple other wide receivers that I think stand out um, up at the higher range. 
Antonio Brown and Julio Jones project to be two of the highest owned players on the slate. They'll be right up there above 25% owned. Same as like uh, Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, and the other most popular plays of the week. So what do you guys think about these these plays? I mean, Julio is on pace for just massive yardage, but again, can't score touchdowns. And Antonio Brown is getting damn near out-targeted by Juju Smith-Schuster. So, um, I mean, it's just tough. It's really tough to play either of these guys. Brown is 9,100. Julio is 8,500. But, I mean, if this game is going to touch anywhere near its 58 you know, point total, these guys are going to have Why to go Brown's off. Why did Brown's price increase from last week? That doesn't make any sense. Because it's a 58-point total. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That That's definitely part of DraftKings' al- yeah. algorithm. Um, But, anyways, I think whole, this is Julio's breakout game. Like, he might score twice. Actually, I think he does score twice. Are you willing to play either of these guys in cash, or is it GPP only? Julio. I'm playing if I can fit him. If I find another low receiver I like. Like, if I can convince myself to play Baldwin and Marvin Jones, like, I think I will. I'm definitely playing Julio. But, I don't know. I don't know if I could play. I'm probably not going to play Marvin Jones. But, I, you got me, you sold me on Baldwin. So, I'm playing Baldwin. I love Julio. I, I, I honestly think he scores twice. I mean, it's... I mean, they've they've got to get him right eventually, but I mean, the sample size is getting pretty extreme at this point with yeah. his inability to score. Um, that being said, he's still posted a twenty nine point game and a thirty one point game, even without scoring a touchdown this year. So that just shows how great of a player he is. He's already gone over one hundred fifty yards twice, um, and he should easily be able to do that against this depleted, well, not depleted, just flat out bad Steelers secondary. To be honest, yo, is it is it bold to say that I think? Thielen is going to outscore A.B. and Julio? Yeah, no, because I don't know. Adam he Thielen. so many catches. Bruh. He's had um, 50, or 56 targets so far through four games. He's gone over 100 yards in every he, game and has two touchdowns on the season. He's on pace to set the target record that Calvin Johnson currently holds from the 2012 season. He's set to go over it by about 20 targets, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I mean, he hasn't had less than 12 targets this year. If I'm getting game. that for 7,700, I'm I'm fading A.B. and Julio. I'm sorry. That's just me personally. I mean, I'm completely I'm completely fading A.B. Yeah, I'm fading A.B. too. I mean, if you can, you, you're going to get Thielen at a third or yeah. less ownership as you're going to get as these two guys. And you can play the secondary options like Juju and Calvin Ridley or Sanu for, for less and pay up for like Thielen. I like Brandon Cooks in that range, like you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. Even Diggs, I think, is a great option at 7K, even though he may not be quite as safe as Thielen. I think he has, you know, reasonably high upside, even as much as Thielen or more. So, how about Golden Golden Tate? Do you guys like him? Um, Jamison Crowder and Thielen both had good games in the slot against uh, Green Bay, so I don't see why Golden Tate wouldn't be in play this week. Um, just the thing is, like we touched on last week. He did have two touchdowns, but that's not going to be a norm for him. So I think he would have to get over 100 yards to have a high enough point uh, to be worth that 6700 yeah. I don't know if I would be comfortable paying almost 2k more for him when Marvin Jones is so severely underpriced and has an equal or better chance to score, I think, in that game. I respect it. I respect it. 
Um, is there anybody else we got to mention here? I think that I yeah I want to throw Nelson Aguilar's name out there. So Aguilar has had uh, over ten targets in three of his four games this year so far. Um, with Alshon Jeffrey taking the attention from Rhodes, if they're going to be putting Barr in the slot trying to cover wide receivers again, I think Aguilar is just a smash play. I mean, at fifty three hundred, if you're going to get ten targets or more. Um, it's it's got to happen for Aguilar. I think he's a borderline GPP play and an almost definite cash play. Yeah, I I agree as well. Um, he should eat against the Vikings. Trey Wayne's isn't good. I'm sorry. Um, Trey Wayne's is terrible. Yeah, and Trey Wayne's is very bad. You got Rhodes who will probably follow Alshon, but Rhodes hasn't been playing, you know, up to his standard this year. So you could throw Alshon in there as well for 6,200, but I think Aglor would be the better play for this week. Anybody else you guys want to talk about at receiver? Um, nah, I think I think we can move on to running back. Low, low key, low key. This might be a Devontae Adams breakout game. To put that out there. Got to mention my boys one time. Um, it definitely won't be because he's going to be getting shadowed and shut down by Darius Slay. So, um, <laughs> you could just cross that one off your list. <laughs> All right, let's move on because I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to. Had him, sh- had him, silent, silent. <laughs> Yo, just on that, on that, uh, Devonte Adams. No, apart from being shadowed by Slay. I mean, the Lions have allowed the second least receiving yards to wide receiver this year, and they are uh, the sixth least amount of touchdowns allowed to wide receiver. So I don't know. I, I just I don't think it's a plus matchup. I think if you want to attack the lions this week and you probably should want to attack their defense it's pretty bad outside of uh their defensive wide receivers i think that you have to look at aaron jones so the we can goal. shift over to running back my here boy <laughs> do you guys uh like aaron Love. jones this week as much as i do at 4300 you have to like him Love. i mean his touches have been going up from 6 to 11 last week and i think it's pretty safe to project him for around 15 or more this week and he's been just absolutely explosive with the touches he's uh has been getting averaging 5.9 yards per carry i believe or actually that was just last week but he averaged 7 point yards per carry in his first week back from injury or suspension rather um 4300 he's super underpriced i don't know if i'd go there in cash just because he doesn't really have any equity in the past game but um gpp's Love Aaron Jones. Jared, talk about it. I haven't been this excited for a Packers running back since we lost Ryan Grant to that that bad knee injury. Like, oh my God, it's been like eight years now. About Eddie Lacy, man. He was pretty good for a minute. That boy ate too much Chinese food, bro. He was hitting the Panda Express too often, bro. <laughs> Sesame chicken. If you guys, do you guys remember Ryan Grant at all? Yeah. He, yeah. That's the type of running back we need, and that's what Aaron Jones is. Brian, I think Ryan Grant was a little bit bigger, though. But Aaron Jones is just that explosive back that yeah. we need. He could rip off 30 yards at will, 30-yard runs at will. Didn't um? And he did that with his first carry yeah. last week. Didn't Rodgers say that Aaron Jones, like in a press conference, that he was better than Ryan Grant, or that he is a better like talent than Ryan Grant? I think I saw some. I'm not sure. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that. I think. Yeah. I think he said like he's more explosive than Ryan Grant. Oh, I miss Ryan Grant. <sighs> Memories. Nick Collins. Memories. Ryan. Nick Collins. Oh my <laughs> God. 
Last time the defense was good. But anyways, um, yeah, love Aaron Jones. Love everything he brings to the table. He will probably score again this week. Um, prob- probably probably could break a hundred yards. Yeah, especially if we get the opinion. if the Packers get the lead. Um, early they'll probably lean on him just because Rogers' knee is very bad right now. Very bad. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me is that the Packers and Lions play usually play close games, and the Lions in Detroit, right? The Lions usually are ahead. Is that am I? You guys know you would know more. I mean, I don't think the Lions are ever ahead. They definitely the, play the better at home, but it's usually. I mean, still, it's gonna be. Normally, one of these games would be a shootout, but I mean, I think it could be different with the Lions trying to go run heavy and with Rogers' injury. So, I think that this game could see more rushing attempts than these. Uh, this matchup usually sees in an average year. A lot more, except I heard Patricia is trying to save Carryon Johnson for the end of the year, which makes no sense because they might not be in it at the end of the year. Yeah, they're not going to be if they don't give him some more run and stop trying to force LeGarrette Blunt's bum ass. Yeah, so I'm not... I don't really understand that part, but um, Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of carries, but if it comes down to the tough yardage, you're going to see a lot of Jamal Williams. So Aaron Jones is a good GPP play, not playing him in cash. Mm-hmm. Um... That's all I gotta say. Um, just in sort of like a general like look at the slate sort of view, um, I'm not crazy about most of the running backs on this slate. I don't think that there's yeah. very much value anywhere low. I think that maybe for the first time this year, I'm not gonna be playing three running backs in cash. I might actually play four receivers and just uh, stick to two running backs because I don't know. I mean, if you want to pay up for Gurley and Gordon and and like James Connor, um. Christian McCaffrey, you can do that, but I don't know if it's necessarily the best move you can make. I mean, you're paying so high for these guys, and if you want to go for just a more, like, less stars and scrubs and just go for, like, a middling lineup, I think that you can get a lot of great value this week. So I'm, I'm just not sure if I'm going to be going heavy running back like I usually do. Who are you going to then? Yeah. I think uh, my initial reaction, I think Christian McCaffrey might be the best running back play on the board for his price, as much as I love Gordon and Gurley. I think I'm going to play CMC at 8K uh, coming off of a bye week while rested at home in a game that they should take care of pretty easily. And I think that TJ Yeldon is the one value player running back at 5,600 with Fournette already ruled out early in the week. They're going to be prepping for Yeldon to get a heavy workload all week. And the Kansas City Chiefs are the worst team in the NFL against receiving yards allowed to running backs, even worse than the Falcons. So, uh, I mean, we saw Yeldon last week have 18 attempts and three targets. The week before, he had seven targets. He's had seven targets twice this year already. So, I think Yeldon's a great cash play. He has pass game equity, and he should get at least 15-plus touches in a game that Fournette's going to be yeah. rolled out of. What about Yeldon David Johnson? Lock. David Johnson is in consideration for me. 6300 Incredible value. But will he produce? I think he will. I think Josh Rosen showed a lot last week, and the 49ers aren't going to blow out anybody. So they're going to be in the game. They're going to they're gonna lean on David Johnson. I mean, he's only averaging 3.3 yards per carry, which is not good. Um, 
He had 22 attempts last week, only 71 yards, 3.2 yards per carry. He did score a touchdown. He also had three catches. So, I mean, he had a pretty good day last week. But, honestly, that's not like you expect more out of him, in my opinion. You definitely do. I mean, he hasn't had over 20 points on DraftKings yet this season. But I'm we are seeing his workload start to ramp up. 6,300 is, is, is like robbery, honestly. Yeah. Like it's like how can you how can you not play him just based on the price and the player? That's what I'm saying. I'm but, I'm going to start playing him every week at that price. Cuz he's going to I this has to be the week he breaks 20. Is he in cash game consideration for you at 63? Uh, I'm not going to know that till Sunday, but I mean he's in consideration. Mm-hmm. But um I probably I can't give you a yes and no if I'm going to play him. Till yeah. Sunday, till I build my actual lineup in the morning. Right, it's pretty. It's pretty tough for me to like. I don't know. David Johnson is like a player that at that price just seems so underpriced. He does have three touchdowns on the season already, so he is still getting use. My concern is that offense producing as a whole and putting him in a position to do well. But um, I don't know. I mean, if his workload keeps going up and gets back to where it was, yeah, smash play. So. Um, GPPs love him and cash game consideration as well um, if I do decide to go three running backs. Uh, who do you guys like the most in that top range? I think CMC is an amazing option. Melvin Gordon, as we talked about a ton last week, is just about as consistent as you can get. Yeah. Todd Gurley, obviously a great play. James Conner, who, who are you liking in this this top tier? Mel. My favorite play, yeah, Mel. My favorite play would have to be Le'Veon Bell at 8,500, though. <laughs> Third highest running back on the board. Hey, Love them. They just prepping, just in case, just in case. Nah, but Melvin, Melvin is the best play in my opinion this week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Honestly, a low, low key Kareem Hunt. Not saying he's gonna smash, but they've been giving him a lot of, a lot of carries. I know that Jacksonville defense is crazy, but I don't know. I like Kareem Hunt for GPPs at fifty eight. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, and he did have a – he got up to four targets, which is, you know, better than he's been getting, which he only had one in the first three games of the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, if his receiving usage starts to creep up, plus he's been getting at least, like, 18, 18, 19 attempts the last few weeks. So, um, solid, solid play. I think at 5,800, you're definitely getting a discount because of the matchup. I mean, what about Barkley? He gets so many touches, 7,700. He hasn't scored under 22 points the whole season yet. We go over this every week. <laughs> you it's know, crazy. His, his ownership increased last week, but he he's producing. So What's he's that in point consideration total every ben, week. Ben, do you know the point total of that game? Point total of that game is 44, so actually pretty low. Vegas has this as a low-scoring game. Um, The Giants' team total is even lower. They're seven-point dogs, so, um, yeah, not not looking great for – yeah, so, I mean, their point total is under 20. I don't know. I mean, that isn't obviously a great look for a running back on the road, but that being said, I mean – you know, like you said, the usage is there, and he has done nothing but produce. But do you guys like McCaffrey as as a top option this week? I mean, getting rested, and he's shown that he can just do it um, on the ground, through the air. 
there's there's just nothing that uh, McCaffrey can't do, and he's the only top ten uh, running back at this point who is a top ten scorer without a touchdown. So he's been doing what he's been doing without scoring, and you'd have to think that that touchdown uh, equity is coming soon for him. Yeah, this may sound like weird, but I think I have like a mental bias against Gordon and McCaffrey. Like I never play them ever. Yeah, Don't that's, know why. that's weird because Melvin Gordon's one of the most consistent running backs. Yeah. Like, I've I've never drafted Melvin Gordon in any league, and I do a lot of leagues. Never played him in fantasy, like, in DFS. I I think I just had, like, I just don't click on him when I see him. It's so weird, but I think he's the best play, so I think this will be the first time ever that he's in my lineup. But Well, with with your luck, that means he's going to be a heavy fade for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, just you just got me off Gordon. Whoever I play, just yeah, just play opposite. But I like McCaffrey this week. Um, especially in the in the NFL now, where it's pass, pass, pass. You know, the three yard check down is basically a th- replacing the three yard run. You know, that's yeah. a point one point three points yep. if they get a three or four yard catch. One point four points adds up if they're getting eight, ten, twelve targets every game. Those little one points. They add up, plus their rushing attempts. It's just, like, he's, the ceiling is crazy. So, yeah, he's definitely in consideration for me. Jared, I want to talk to you for a minute because you said you liked uh, James Conner quite a bit at 7,500. There's a lot to like about him, like we talked about, the huge point total. He's at home. The Falcons struggle against uh, pass-catching running backs, which he's shown to be proficient in that way, even though it's not necessarily, like, his his elite talent. But, um, do you have any like concern about playing him when we've seen two of his four games as a starter be under 10 carries? I mean, we saw that one massive game in week one where he had over, like, what was it, 31? Yeah, 31 rushing attempts. But we've seen that be scaled back quite a bit, um, you know, since. And he's been going down production-wise each of the weeks since week one. So um, it makes sense to play him in this spot. I just, I don't know. It's a pretty hefty price tag. Yeah, it is, but it's hard. To, it's hard to fade. He's seventy five hundred, and he catches the ball. The Falcons can't cover running backs, so, I mean, his his floor. I think I think he finds the end zone, so his floor is probably about fifteen points for me, and his ceiling could be insanely high, especially if the Steelers uh fight and get a lead. That might be a problem because they struggled very badly last week. And the Falcons, um, Matt Ryan is 2016 Matt Ryan right now. He's elite right now. So, um, it might be hard for the Steelers. That would be the only reason I'd fade him and probably go up to McCaffrey or Saquon. Or even all the way to, to uh, my boy Melvin. <laughs> um, but yeah, right now I'm playing him, but I gotta see how the week shakes out for me when I really dive into the, this on Sunday morning. I'll probably end up fading him. Yeah, the Steelers are a different team without Le'Veon. There's no question about it. Yeah. Um, is there anybody else at running back that you guys want to mention? Uh, nah, every other play is a bad play. Facts. Maybe maybe Matt Bredo. I would consider him a little bit, but probably won't go there. The only other play I would consider, honestly, is... Wow, never mind. Can't find one. Maybe <laughs> honestly, right, honestly, GPP, GPP, maybe Eckler, just because he catches so many passes, he's viable. Yeah, he's cheap too. I wanted to talk about that like earlier. So, 
say this was last year or a couple years ago, and Eckler would be a good cash play every week. But you just can't play him in cash, like especially in this NFL, you know? Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. And like I think about players like Theo Riddick, who's at 4K, and that used to be someone I'd look at in cash because of his receiving looks. But I mean, it just doesn't matter anymore. Like if you can't if you can't produce at least 15 to 20 points as like your floor, um, you can't be in my cash lineup. Yeah, because he's gotten 23, 12, 9, 13 at 4,400 for the first three weeks, 4,200 last week. So that's more than 3Xing. And, you know, it's just you can't play him, even though he's literally a good play every week, in my opinion, just with that 3X. Um, the one player that we do have to mention, I don't see myself going here at all, but, I mean, at 3,500, uh, Mike Davis last week had 21 carries for over 100 yards, four targets, and four receptions. The dude scored 31.4 points and was a workhorse with uh, Chris Carson out. I don't think that Seattle's going to have much room to run the ball this week, so I don't know how interested I am. But, I mean, you're getting a massive workload at 3,500 if Chris Carson misses again. They're clearly not, uh, they clearly don't have any interest whatsoever in playing Rashad Penny. So, um, I mean, they just fed Davis last week, and at 3,500, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, probably won't go there, but, I mean, he was an absolute workhorse, and Chris Carson yeah. missed practice on Wednesday, so uh, not a great start for him uh, at the beginning of the week. Mike Mike Davis isn't a bad running back, honestly. And no, not at all. It's just Rashad, the, the game script for this, for this week. Yeah. Rashad Penny is trash. I'm sorry. Watch your mouth, dude. First of all, let him develop, let's man. Garbage. Let's, bring let's... him to wait. Bring him to waste management and <laughs> leave him there because that's what? where he belongs. No, it's because Pete Carroll doesn't know what he's doing because he lost all his elite players. <laughs> so he's just th- he's honestly just throwing stuff together. Pete Carroll's <laughs> about to dip and go back to college football in a minute. Yeah, he's not real. going down with this shit. No way. Like he's gonna get fired. Facts. That team I think is he's just terrible. gonna leave before they can fire him. Yeah, <laughs> honest... you go from the Legion, Legion of Boom, two Super Bowls in a row to a scrub team. Yeah, a bottom. Honestly, like a bottom six, seven team in my opinion. They need to rebuild that team. Why? Why are you drafting Penny? First of all, <laughs> they don't need to draft Penny. They need a running back, bro. No. So they go out and draft. They go out and reach and draft no. a bad running back. It's no. the way of the road. No, no. Yeah, they all the need... great teams are doing it. The Seahawks, the Patriots. Bro, honestly, okay, think about this. <laughs> if <laughs> if you lose Sherman in the off season, right? Cam retires. Yeah. Earl Thomas mm-hmm. doesn't f- with them anymore. Cliff Averill. Cliff Averill's gone. Michael Bennett gets traded. Yeah. And you take a running back. <laughs> Yeah, what's you the lose problem? you lose your whole defense and you take a running back. Does I, that make yeah, any no, sense? I don't. I really don't see the issue here. It seems like sound decision making uh, from where I'm sitting. Like your <laughs> offensive line is terrible, but you have all these running backs. You could have just signed like Carlos Hyde. You could have signed anybody, and you draft a running back who you don't even want to play. Like you pretty much just gave up already. Pete Carroll is a wannabe Bill Belichick. Let's be real. Damn. Honestly, that draft pick could have just like drastically put this team behind. 
because they could have got a top talent in the first round. But you're not There's thinking about that they have the option now to get him for cheap, uh, extend that fifth-year option so that they can still have him on the bench in 2023. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel I feel you on that. Bro, that he's got to keep the that bench might warm. Be the move. <laughs> that might be the move when uh, – when Pete Carroll's back in college. <laughs> um, He's got to keep the bench warm for a couple more years, and then he can play. That's facts. But um, I think we should probably move on to tight end. Before we do, though, I realized that I uh, glossed over one of my favorite wide receiver plays, so I just want to rewind real quick and talk about Mike Williams. Um, I think he is a great play this week as a cash, uh, as like a salary saver. He's 4,200 against Oakland in that Chargers game. Um he had a down week last week, but he was super consistent the first three weeks. And uh, Oakland is pretty bad against wide receivers. So uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Didn't want to overlook Mike Williams at 4,200. One of the few cheap, yeah. solid options, I think, this week on DraftKings with upside. I honestly thought we talked about him. That's why I didn't say anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but we can move on to tight end here. Um, who are you guys looking at? This is a pretty uh, barren slate as far as tight ends. I'm not super excited yeah. about anybody. Not really excited about Zach Ertz or Kelsey up at the top and uh, some pretty tough matchups for them. You could go back to Kittle. Um, we don't have to talk about Jared Cook, obviously. Just pretend he doesn't yeah. exist uh, following a big week. We know what that is. So, I mean, what are you guys thinking for tight end this week? I'm, a, I'm going to Vance McDonald, period. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's it. either Vance, Kittle, or Zach Ertz, but I'm probably yeah. not paying up, so it's probably going to be Vance. Yeah, thirty-seven hundred. Yeah. I don't even like like get some I, exposure to that game. It's either Ertz or McDonald, and it's going to be McDonald for me. So, yeah. yeah. The only reason I wouldn't play <laughs> McDonald is if I somehow uh, landed on both Juju and Connor and Cash, but I don't think that I'll be playing Connor and Cash, so I'm not too worried about that. I just wouldn't want to have three separate. Uh, options on the same team in cash most mm-hmm. likely but I mean uh, five targets week two five targets week four he didn't play week three um, McDonald but um, yeah I like McDonald as well probably the easy cash play in that same game I think Austin Hooper at 3k is pretty decent um, you know not the same wait he didn't targets. play week three McDonald no yeah I thought that's when he stiff-armed Chris Conti into the next state. No, nah, uh-huh. it's messed up on DraftKings, yeah. They played Tampa Bay week three. Yes, they did. The Steelers played... Um... Yeah, they played the Browns week one, the Chiefs week two, Bucks week three, Ravens week four. It's messed Yo, up on DraftKings. It's oh, sa- it says damn. two. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm just looking at his game log on DraftKings. You right, though. Yeah, that was week three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, um, yeah back-to-back good games. Yeah, yeah, DraftKings yeah. fix your sh- Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, uh, Jesse James isn't really a concern for me. Besides that one wild game where he got 27 points on five targets, I mean, he's had one target and one target each of the last two weeks since McDonald's come back healthy. So uh, McDonald's the clear Steelers tight end to own. Um, one of the few good plays this week. Are you interested in either of Croft or Uzoma no, replacing Tyler Eifert? No. no. I mean. Yeah. If it was just one of them, maybe. But, I mean, they kind of eat off of each other. Even though Miami's a great team to play tight ends against. I just, you can't be safe with either of them. I think, without a doubt, Zach Ertz will be the highest scoring tight end on the slate. But it's just like, do you want to pay 6500 for him? And I really don't, so I probably will just go to McDonald. 
I mean, a GPP will double tight on yeah. Zach Ertz, McDonald, yeah. Aguilar, Juju, James Conner. Just one wild name I want to throw out there at, like, you know, half of a fraction Austin percent Hooper. of ownership. Nah, Nick Vanette at 2,500 for Seattle with Disley out. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> He's had five targets twice already this year. Now Disley's gone. He's their only tight end, you know. One of the one of the weak. I mean, the weakest spot to attack the Rams, even though they have a great defense. You want to go over the middle of the field, either in the slot or with tight ends. So that's why I think Vanette and Baldwin are solid options. I mean, in the old days, I'd probably play Vanette in cash at twenty five hundred and just hope he could score six points. But um, yeah, not anymore. I kind of like Jimmy Graham as well at forty seven hundred as a as a play who could you know potentially score a touchdown or two against the Lions. But um. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think McDonald's the clear best play this week. Let's go to defense real quick. Yeah, defense another another position that I think there are a lot of iffy plays, and I'm not feeling great about anybody on the low end. Um, for me, I could see myself just going heavy Panthers. I like the Panthers at home coming off of a bye, uh, facing a Giants offensive line that does nothing but allow sacks, and I mean. The Panthers have eight sacks and five interceptions in the first three games they played. So um, 3300 it's affordable. You're not getting a discount, but um, I think the Panthers are a great play at defense. Who else do you guys I always like? like the Titans, but the league caught up to me, so I can't play them. Yeah, from 2300 yeah. to 4K. Crazy. What a time to be alive. I've been playing them every week. It's either been them or the Browns. You can never go wrong, in my opinion, with the Jets' defense as well at home against the Broncos. Yeah, I like the Jets. I like the Jets' defense. Twenty six hundred, if you want to pay. I down. also, I also like the Bills' defense. Yeah, low key, that's not a bad option as a pay down. Twenty three hundred facing Tennessee, but Tennessee's kind of getting their act together. Um, on offense, I dismissed them pretty heavily uh, on our last podcast, but after I went back and saw some of the, the footage from that game, I don't know. Tennessee doesn't quite look as bad as I thought, so if Mariota can come back from that injury and they can stop with all this, you know, Gabbert nonsense, you know, the Titans could have a shot in that division, I think, so I don't know. Ravens facing Cleveland, not too yeah. interested in that on the road. Um Cardinals, I have some slight interest in against C.J. Beathard, but again, that's an on-the-road team in division. Uh, Twenty nine hundred. I'm gonna be just paying up four hundred yeah. for Panthers. Yeah, I know you love awesome. Beathard. That's Bethard. your man. Oh right, right, right. What about Bethard. what about um, the Browns at home? But yeah, against Flacco and the men. Yeah. I mean, they. I don't know. What are they priced they at? Scored nine against the Jets and then sixteen against the Steelers at home. But that is Big Ben's terrible on the road and then the Jets. So, I don't know. I like the Panthers. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, – yeah, I don't know if the price difference is enough for me to go down from the Panthers, but, you know, maybe in a GPP for sure. I mean, it's worth taking a shot on anybody in a GPP, honestly. Defense is so volatile. I like the Panthers, yeah. I could rock with them. But we're running pretty long here on this pod. Why don't we move on to our low-owned stacks that can potentially – when you a tournament this week. What do you guys like? Uh, Jared, I'll start with you. Well, I think we all like the Seahawks, so I'm going to stay away from them. Um, I mean, I love... I think Minnesota's going to go under-owned. I like the... Uh, it's expensive, but I like the Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, Thielen, but I might 
Yeah, and uh, Philly's good against tight ends. Yeah, Stephon Diggs, Thielen, and uh, Kirk Cousins. Are you? Would you be bringing that back with Alshon, Ertz, Aguilar? Uh, if I went, if I went with that, I'd probably have to go Aguilar. Just cause. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's expensive. That's solid. That's solid. Uh, make sure you actually play it this week, so that when it snaps, we can. Oh yeah. <laughs> Miss that Shubisky one. Uh, Joey, what about you? Who are you looking at for a low-owned uh, stack? You know, we talked about it before. I love the the Rams stack. Uh, who knows if they'll be long? They probably it probably will be kind of on the higher owned side. But I think my favorite low owned stack would be the Jags, like we discussed: Bortles, Yeldon, and then Cole or Westbrook. Yeah, low low key. What what about <laughs> Ryan Tannehill? Or Ryan Tannehill, Kenny Stills. Nah, not after that one Joey. point performance that I mean, he put up yeah, for me. Yeah, I knew so you were gonna say I'm that. Never, <laughs> disclaimer: Never playing Ryan Tannehill again, ever. I don't think that I want to play uh, Tannehill, but I definitely like Stills as a GPP option every single week. And Cincinnati can't really stop wide receivers, so um, yeah, that that's definitely in play for me. Probably would just go somewhere else at quarterback, but um. For me, a low-owned stack. We already talked about uh, all of us like that Rams-Seattle game. Um, I love the idea of going Wilson, Baldwin, and bringing it back with either you know Cooks or maybe Cup. Um, even Woods would be fine. But I think the one I, – I like Kirk Cousins too. That was, I think, where I was going to go. But um, I like Carson Wentz at 5,800 on the other side of that game. You can still play either or both of those Vikings receivers in this stack. And just get uh, Carson Wentz super low ownership. I think, I mean, he's home. Uh, people still might not recognize that the Vikings defense has definitely taken a step back. They're going to see Minnesota, think elite defense, and not want to play Wentz. But, um, yeah, I mean, we just saw the Vikings defense get absolutely torched. And I think that Wentz has a shot to do the same. He should be getting healthier and healthier. This is his third game back at this point. So, um yeah, I, I like Wentz at 5,800. Also, uh, Bortles and one or both of Cole and Westbrook. Bring it back with Tyreek Hill, um, even though Ramsey should be shadowing him. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill can blow past anybody in the NFL, um, even even uh, in elite Give me Ramsey over so, Hill. I mean, play for play, but all it takes was is one with Tyreek yeah. Hill. You know what I mean? I mean, And he could do it. In a punt return game, too. Ramsey ain't sticking him none. Nah, have, have, fun, I mean, have fun playing him when he's going to have his lowest receiving total of the season I mean, so far. down games as in fantasy, but real life, he's actually had very good games. Yeah. But I feel you. Two catches 51 yards, nine catches 54 yards. It's nothing eye-popping. Probably the lowest price and ownership you'll get him at all year. So, I mean... That's the spot I want to attack in GPPs. Obviously not in cash, though. I will. I will have fun as I sail to the money and you're on shore. Like, man, I really should have played the most explosive wide receiver in the NFL right now. But instead, I was a donkey. Yeah. Donkey. <laughs> That's the way of the road. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. I didn't mean to go donkey. that savage on you. It's <laughs> the way of the road sometimes. Yeah. But uh, that is going to be it for us on the DFS Dose. I hope you enjoyed the preview of Week 5. We look 
you know, looked at it pretty much every which way. So a lot of good information. And you can catch us on Instagram live this Sunday, an hour before lock at noon Eastern. We'll go over all of the late injury news and actives that matter. Um, you know, we'll talk just where our heads are at after digesting a few more days of information. So make sure you tune in there on iTunes at the DFS Dose. You can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose, where we post regularly. And, uh, and yeah, so my personal Twitter is at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You can find me at Joey Carrion underscore on Twitter. And you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, guys. Um, we will see you on Sunday on Instagram and then later uh, the next day on Monday for our recap of week five. So good luck to all of you. Hope you win some money. Yep. Yeah.